Hello, and thanks for joining us here for a special mini-episode on Monday, July 3rd. If you're new to this show because you heard me on Science of Success or Coaching for Leaders, I saw a huge download spike, so I think there are many of y'all. Welcome. It's so good to have you. The the spiel here is we tend to do a show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but when the Monday falls on a holiday or a pseudo-ish holiday, July 3rd this time, I do a little solo episode so that no guest gets uh, a tiny listenership because everyone is is out and travel and not in their regular groove. So stay tuned. Wednesday, we'll hear from Sarah Kennedy talking about blind spots in your career. But today, I want to share with you two questions that improve every decision. If I'm thinking about 4th of July, Independence Day, I, I think of this as approach to declare your independence from suboptimal decisions. And what got me thinking about this lately is I've been doing a lot of coaching on some problem-solving stuff. The chief product officer of this software company hired me to work with his team and, and do some one-on-one coaching, uh, which is a lot of fun because these are super brilliant people. And in so doing, we we saw some themes and patterns, and as I tried to kind of summarize the, the core thing that we were teaching, it really just came down to these two key questions. Whenever you're trying to frame up a question, how should I approach it? How should I get after it? I think these questions can provide just massive, epic clarity way up front. And here's question number one. What must be true for this decision to be a good one? And question number two is, how can I test that? So that's the scoop. What must be true for this to be a good decision? And two, how can I test that? So by way of example, one time when I had self-published a book and I was trying to get it out there in the world and I was wondering, oh, how do I I market this well? I don't know. Apparently, you're supposed to do a lot of interviews. I don't know how to get those interviews. I found this magazine, which was distributed to producers of TV and radio shows, as a means for helping them book guests. I said, well, that's just perfect. That's maybe exactly what I should be doing. And so I I looked at it and they were charging over a thousand bucks to place your advertisement to say, hey, book me as a guest. And I hemmed and I hawed about it. I was like, well, I don't know how many how many people are receiving it and then how many of them will end up booking me and what will be the size of their audience and how responsive will that audience be and will they book it? I don't know. And it was all kind of cluttered. And so what I was thinking is what needs to be true for this to be a good move is that, you know, I'll sell a lot of books, you know, or I'll get some exposure, some speaking. It'll be a payback on my my dollars spent on the advertising. And so I, I didn't know. And I I went back and forth. I, I just made some Excel with wild assumptions that I totally just invented and I said, okay, you know, let's give this a shot. Let's do this. And it was a poor choice. I only had about two legit radio interviews and then three uh, joke interviews in which they were mocking me, which was not at all fun. Uh, joke, jokes on me that time. Wow. I was, I was a little embarrassed and it was pretty silly. And I thought, wow, what a regretful purchase. And then some weeks went by and I got a phone call. From said, oh, hey, Pete, I saw you in this publication, and I also have a book coming out, and I was just wondering, did you find that advertisement to be worthwhile? Did you see some nice lift in your book sales? And I laughed out loud when I got that call. So I thought, wow, that's what I should have done. <laughs> what must be true for this to be good news? I sell a lot of books. How can I test that? Call someone else who advertised in there and see if they sold a lot of books. That's what I should have done. I didn't do it. I laughed. I told him, you know what? No, 
This was absolutely not worth it for me. Maybe you'll have better luck. He's like, no, no, that's good. That's good. I've got a lot of alternatives in mind. I think I'll just go down that pathway. And so it's, it's funny how the how should I test that is often a very simple approach, like ask. Who might know? Give them a call. Check it out. You know, there was another time I remember my buddy Rich and I were, were considering an investment move. Hey, say, hey, let's buy a condo in the Chicago area. We'll rent it out on Airbnb and we'll see if that can make some huge money. We thought that'd be fun. And so without thinking about it, our first move is, well, we just got to look at a bunch of places. Let's find a cool place. And so we went after it. But then really, when we took a step back, we thought, what must be true for this to be a good move? It was, well, one, it needs to financially work out well for us. Two, it needs to be cool and legal with, with all parties concerned, you know, et cetera. When you lay that out and then think, well, how can I test that? Will it be financially well for us? Really depends on how many folks are going to book it. How many people are going to drop on by? And it turns out there was a website that collected all that data associated with the occupancy rates and the, the average dollars per night and, and revenue and all that stuff so we could take a look. And, and that was a much more efficient way to investigate it. Ultimately, we decided not to do it because uh, none of the homeowners associations were, were cool, it seemed, with doing that as well as some unfriendly uh, regulatory legislative environment uh, to that stuff, as, as we discovered. So we killed it. But by asking yourself those questions right up front, one, what must be true for this to be a good idea? Two, how can I test that? Brings tons of clarity to any time you're making an investigation or trying to make a great decision. You can try it out right now. Should I buy this gift for a friend, family member, loved one? What must be true for this to be a good idea? Well, they got to like it. I got to be able to afford it. It's got to be able to get there on time. I got to be able to fit it in my suitcase. And then think, well, how could I test each of those? Will they like it? I'll think back to other gifts they really liked. Think back to stuff they've already bought. I'll ask someone that's really close to them. Will it fit in my suitcase? I'll take the measurements of my suitcase. I'll take the measurements of that. You get the idea. By asking those two questions, you get a whole lot of clarity rather than just jumping after it. And to really put your thinking a little bit farther, I'd say to enhance the first question, I think it's great to ask yourself, okay, is this really everything? Have I captured everything with regard to what must be true? Imagine if I saw good news on each of these areas I wanted to investigate. Is there any other way that this thing could go wrong? Or on the flip side, if everything went awry, is there anything so grand that would still save the day and make this an idea worth pursuing? And secondly, when it comes to how do I test that, I'd push yourself, think, what's the quickest possible way? What would be the most authoritative, conclusive possible way? Is there literature I can review, academically peer-reviewed study, some expert opinion I could maybe pay for, a survey I can execute? What is it? And if you get clear on those two questions up front, you'll save yourself a lot of time doing unnecessary efforts as well as enhance the prudence of each of your decisions so you won't regret burning a thousand plus dollars on an advertisement that never did something for you or any other bummer decision regret you have. So that's my scoop, how to declare independence from suboptimal decisions here. And I hope to catch you on Wednesday when we're chatting with Sarah Kennedy on Blind Spots. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.